All right, welcome once again on location. This is Ask, where you ask questions, we give answers. I'm Pastor Jamie, and this is the best TV show on the internet. Really. All right, welcome back. This really isn't a TV show, but this is where we ask, well, you ask questions, and I answer them, about Bible, faith, life, whatever you got. And you submit them through our website, cornerstonebv.org. Just go to our media page, drop down, and you hit ask, and then you submit your question. Leave your name or you don't, and we get them, and then hopefully in the next few weeks you'll get an answer. So always stay tuned. Make sure you share these on social media so other people see them as well. Um, so a uh, really great question that came in through the, uh, the old uh, website line. It says, in the first chapter of Numbers, anytime you read Numbers, that's good stuff. Why were the Levites not included in the census among the other Israelites? Why were they specifically charged with caring for and protecting the tabernacle? Okay, so if you know, all the tribes of Israel were given land and given they were taking a census. But the the tribe of the the Levites from Levi, they uh, they were given uh, they were not given land, but they were made basically the priestly family, and they were given a specific task. And throughout Jewish history, they were the ones who took care of the the tabernacle and eventually the temple and were the priest's assistants and did all of that kind of stuff. So the question though is how come? Like, did, does, does, Is there a reason why God chose them out of all of the tribes of Israel? And and there is. And, and you actually can find it if you want to go. I'm not going to read it all for you, but if you go back to Exodus chapter 32. You remember what happened in that chapter? Well, it happened previous to that, but, um, but th- there was a uh, um, but the most of the, the story is found in Exodus 32. And that's where the golden calf was built. Moses is on Mount Sinai. People are waiting for them. They start to think he's not coming back. They built themselves a, a false god. You know the story. Or you can read about it. And so Moses has to intercede because God wants to say, well, that's it. Forget it. Right? And then they, Moses comes back. And it turns out that of all of the tribes, the Levites were very, very zealous towards God and didn't participate in that. Um, and it, Moses actually said to them, today you have been ordained for service to the Lord. Um, and so then after that, when uh, a tribe was chosen, of course, it was the Levites because they kind of demonstrated a, ze- a zeal for the worship of God and for not to have false worship. And so they ended up, because of that action, it seems anyway, that God gave them that great honor to be the, the family and, and the descendants of Levi to be the ones that took care of the, the temple. Okay. Um, second question. Jesus did some name changing for the disciples. Okay. Uh, Simon to Peter. Now that's true. Um, he changed Simon's name to Peter, and uh, we, we can clearly read that in Scripture. And Peter means Petros, a rock, uh, and, and so we know that. Levi to Matthew. Now that's a little less certain because it doesn't actually say give us anywhere in the Gospels where Jesus um, changes Levi's name to Matthew. Um, we just have both of those named for him. And so the, the conjecture is that he did do that um, because, of course, if you know their history, Levi was a tax collector. And so when Jesus, you know, he, he came to follow Jesus, a lot changed in his life. So maybe um, Jesus gave him a new name. And Matthew m- literally means, at least we, we think, means um, the uh, gift from Yahweh. So gift from God. Wow. And uh, so maybe that, that, that did happen. Um, but then also the, the question would says, and even Saul to Paul after Jesus' resurrection. If this was done, why have two named Judas, son of James and Iscariot? In other words, if you're going to, you know, why don't you clear up some confusion and and leave uh, two Judases? And actually, if you look at the 12, there's two James and two Judas. 
one, I mean, I don't know who's got it worse, right? James the Lesser, because nobody really knows him because he's not James the son of Zebedee, uh, or Judas, not Iscariot. Like, oh man, like I don't want to be named Judas. And really not many people were after Judas, you know, betrayed Jesus. So, but back to the question. First of all, Jesus did not rename um, Saul to Paul. That is kind of a, a misnomer that people have felt. And it's kind of a cool thing to say he was Saul, enemy of the church. He gets saved and he's Paul, but that's not true. Did you know that actually 11 times after his conversion, he's called Saul? Um, and in fact, when, uh, uh, let me get it, Acts 13, 9 is, is really, it says, but Saul, who was also called Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. So really he had both names. And, and so what most think, really when you see the change, the, the distinction isn't his conversion, it's when he goes out to the Gentiles. So he's called Saul when he's with um, the disciples, when he's still in his church, then he starts being called Paul as he goes out into the Gentile lands. And so if you look at it, Saul is a Jewish name, Paul is a Greco-Roman name. Um, and so most likely he went by Paul when he was with uh, was when he was with the Gentiles or the Romans, and he went by Saul when he was with devout Jews. And so, um, as much as that feels good, it probably isn't actually the case. So, why did uh, Jesus not change names? Well, he never changed names based on convenience. In fact, a lot of people had the same name. Think about how many Marys there were. <laughs> it was crazy, right? They, they figured it out one way or the other. So Jesus, when he changed the name, it had a purpose to it. It wasn't just because he couldn't remember who was who. But great question. I liked it. Um, okay, another one, kind of a quick one. What is the purpose of valuation of persons, it's called, in Leviticus 27? Like uh, I, I said about numbers, um, that's uh, in the first question. You're reading Leviticus. You're powerful. That's awesome stuff. But anyway, what, it's called Valuation of Persons, and it's found in Leviticus 27. What is it? Because it doesn't really explain it. It just kind of talks, if you, if you read the, the first eight verses, it talks about, um, for, it basically talks about a uh, certain amount of money that different types of people have to pay. And it's like, what is going on here? Is it evaluating the type of person you are? Um, it isn't. So what would happen is you could make a vow to the Lord for yourself or someone in your family, and that would include taking care of the temple or the tabernacle. Um, and, and, they, and really, God had laid it out, only the Levites were allowed to do that. So, um, you could make that vow, instead of taking care of the tabernacle, you could pay a certain amount of money. And so the value of person, persons just says, hey, this type of person has to pay this to fulfill a vow. Not everyone had to do it, only if there was a vow to the Lord. And so if you look at it, women had a certain amount and slaves had a certain amount, it really kind of depended on your economic status. And it was really just to bring a, a fairness to the process. Okay, great question. Keep them coming. CornerstoneBB.org. Yeah, yeah, I only say that a million times, so there you go. And ask your questions. We'll answer them on an upcoming episode. We'll see you in church this weekend. God bless. See you soon.